0: Why is he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm sitting here with my friend Demi Ellis. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. It's yeah. nice to see you.
0: Hell yeah! And I got your microphone recording. You know.
1: Good job. I'm not going to mess good it up job. like
0: last episode. <laughs> we got it going good this time. Very nice to see you. You know, it's like I've been telling people, it's, uh, it's a little hard to get people to, to get out of the house right now. As it should be, yeah, as it should be, right? But it's like, even with like remaining distant and all that shit, people are still kind of like... Ugh. I don't know.
1: I hope you disinfect these mics and things. No, you I've been. Didn't? Oh, I've been disinfecting them.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm Keeping just joking. Clean. Teasing yeah.
1: you a little bit. Thank you. Good, because so
0: m- I have not been disinfecting. <laughs> You're done. You actually told me right before we started that you have a, a friend, a friend's husband, or something who got COVID.
1: Oh yeah. So my best friend in Croatia. <laughs> yeah. uh, her and her husband. Uh, her and her husband. They went on a trip to London, UK, in the middle of the shit show, and like just a few days before. that that uh, that uh, Trump's uh, announcement about how everything is going.
0: Or Trudeau's? <laughs> or you, uh, no, when remember Trudeau's?
1: when Trump uh, gave an announcement that this is really pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And then shit started going really bad.
0: Oh, like there was a couple of days where it just went...
1: Yeah, just, like, just th- those few days. And,
0: they, and she got it or he got it.
1: Uh, yeah, and they were in London when that happened. Yeah. And then they send them back home and they were self-isolating for two weeks. You know, like the rules. As you area. have to, yeah. Yeah, and after two weeks they had to uh they uh, they left out in like uh in public and her husband started getting sick so it was almost three weeks and after three weeks he got diagnosed with corona
0: oh shit so yeah. he maybe didn't even get it from london he got it when he went back outside it sounds like it.
1: well we are convinced that he actually got it from her because she was really sick when they got back and him he wasn't sick oh, she was
0: really sick. Oh, she so she really got s- it there.
1: She probably got it, but uh, she never went uh, to get the test. Because it was just like a flu it or a fever. It was just like a flu. She yeah. wasn't that sick. Uh, there was lack of testing and things. And then uh, 10 days after, he was very bad.
0: <laughs> but it was like, it's just like a normal flu?
1: It's just like a normal flu. They were I mean they're both pretty young and in well shape and working out and taking care of themselves. So they were just uh, having a flu. He had a fever. He was a little baby like all the boys are yeah, always yeah, when yeah, you guys yeah. get fever. But it was Hey, nothing. you can it, like a fever <laughs> is a good
0: excuse to just I don't have to do anything I have a fever okay that's not an excuse it's a fever okay
1: my mom said that in Croatia in some supermarkets they check you the fever if you uh, with a gun with With a thermal gun, gun yeah before they let you in and she's like I don't even know why are they checking men for their fever because who saw a man going out of the house if their temperature is over 37
0: <laughs> <laughs> just talking yeah, shit. Ju- hey just... look to demi's mom okay a fever is a good excuse all right what do i need cancer aids what do i have to get to just chill in bed and not hear nagging for like you know
1: uh, it's a I, fever. Think, I think you're sweating you know,
0: <laughs> you're going it's a fever is pretty bad but do you um do you miss
1: Croatia? I miss it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and now, during this COVID, I've been pretty much full-time WhatsApp socialite. Just living on like WhatsApp, like everybody, yeah. Living on WhatsApp with all of my friends. But now, for the first time, they understand how I feel because we always just engage with each other over the screen yeah, and never in person. But uh, yeah, I do miss my friends a lot, and I have friends here, but I never got uh, very close or as close here with anyone as my friends back home. How
0: how old were you when you came to Canada?
1: Twenty-seven.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I mean, of course, you're leaving pretty much all the like concrete relationships. Yeah. Did you come here just for comedy?
1: No. No. I started doing comedy uh, after it. So I always wanted to move somewhere and try something new and explore the world or whatsoever, and my great aunt, she's my father's aunt, she moved to Canada over 50 years ago, and she married Canadian, has four children that are also very Canadian, nobody speaks Croatian, and uh, every summer when she would come to Croatia, she was trying to drag somebody with her. Back? Back, yeah, like because she was missing our culture, our oh. people, because she got married into super Canadian gotcha, families gotcha. to Bob, from guelph oh literally <laughs> so, literally like, can't be more yeah. canadian than that that's
0: a canadian flag for yeah. like that. that's amazing
1: and uh, her oh, kids
0: are named like steve uh, mark uh, chris darren
1: darren, okay. <laughs> darren brian
0: yeah there you go okay she's living the canadian dream double doubles every canadian day
1: canadian dream yeah but, uh, and then one summer, t- she finally dragged me with her. I was actually working on the radio before I moved here. There was so. Some- oh,
0: doing what, like uh, radio voice work or like just being so, in the department? or?
1: I was uh, working as a producer at the beginning, and then I was hosting uh, a little weekend show uh, 7 to 11 a.m., Saturday and Sunday.
0: Croatia or- <laughs> Super Time Hour with Demi Alice. <laughs> come um, and join I imagine it's all hard techno that's in Croatia is still just hard techno
1: yeah we do like <laughs> electronic music <laughs> yeah so here is more For common sure. to hear everything uh, towards hip hop on yeah, the radio yeah. and, North American uh, yeah and there is still like DJ Armin Van Buren <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Tiesto <laughs> yeah DJ Tiesto <laughs> Tiesto what was
0: the the hour or the the weekend show what was the name of it do you remember
1: so it was just the weekend show and i was basically creating the content for it and that, uh, being a radio personality so i would tell people well where can they go on the farmers market uh, what to do that uh, weekend in the city and all of those you know things about uh, music it was the station the uh, music they played with something like let's say chum of Okay. Or okay. late the 90s and mainstream. Soft rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little of everything. Kind a of little thing. of everything. Gotcha. It was a mainstream station. And I got into it. They had some kind of co- uh, contest or competition. Competition is when you're competing. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I always... Good. The I trick always... is
0: that the word is in it. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> That's trick. the trick.
1: <laughs> oh, So... Uh, one uh, host uh, on that, that is really big radio in the uh, Croatian's capital. And the host from the afternoon show, two to six, uh, she was uh, looking for a producer. And they did this re- really big competition and a couple of thousand people applied. And I got into five, top five. And I was working oh, wow. on the radio. Well, what
0: do you have to do for the to, Like, do you have to... Produce a sample?
1: You had to actually, so you had to send them something about yourself, either oh. a video or a voice uh, or something about yourself up to one minute long, 60 seconds okay. of the length. What do you do? And I did a, uh, I did a video uh, where I'm uh, sitting at my, my parents' restaurant back home in Croatia. And I did a video, I'm sitting uh, on the... No, what, what did it start? The video started uh, <laughs> me in this fur coat uh, and this big limo BMW is picking me up and I'm all like, Hollywood, gracious and amazing. And I don't I remember exactly what was I doing, but it was like that type of vibe. And then s- next scene, uh, I'm waking up uh, as a waitress at my parents' uh, restaurant. Oh, like, like reality? Uh, like reality, this construction worker is kicking me. Give me my liquor.
0: <laughs> That's so funny And it-
1: that was like your TikTok, that kind of video. <laughs> it was, like, Where'd you get the
0: BMW limo? <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, actually this was my dad. Oh, Okay, all right. All <laughs> in house. Fuck yeah. So you
0: you got top 5. This is like in yeah. the capital of Croatia? Yeah, this which, was
1: in the capital. Which is
0: what I forget the name. I heard. Zagreb. Zagreb. I heard it's a sick tourist uh, tourist destination.
1: It is really nice. Pre-COVID, obviously. Pre-COVID, obviously. Uh, so many beautiful beaches. But uh, it's not as bad there uh, at least as it's better than here in Canada. We did handle it really well, despite closeness to Italy. Yeah, I think that's because a lot of people are still experienced from the war. <laughs> to oh Asia. yeah, I would. Yeah, I thought
0: yeah. that because Europeans, especially like the like former Yugoslavians, former
1: Yugoslavians, you know I mean?
0: they're just ready for anything, man. Fucking <laughs> 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 nuclear threat, whatever it is, they got it.
1: Oh yeah, they build like they hospitals. have dry food at
0: home, in the basement <laughs> or whatever.
1: I wanted to tell you that when I was in Croatia, we had that uh, domestic war. Uh, Civil War, and uh, I was really, really little then, but I remember uh, at the end of the war, so where I was living, it wasn't as band okay. but at one point, they were bombing the whole country, and then we had to uh, hide, and my father was having some meat and cheese business at the time. As you do. Uh, as you do in Croatia, meat all we cheese. do is meat. And cheese. <laughs> <We do. laughs> yeah, And uh, our house below it, it was full of walk-in fridges, and uh, in the the basement, in the basement, all the basement was full of walk-in fridges, and uh, the whole neighborhood, about like fifty people came to our house and we all hid in those walk-in fridges Wow! and we were there for a couple of weeks my mom says and i remember us eating meat and cheese for days because he had to turn off the the,
0: the, refrigeration, uh, the refrigeration right refrigeration. yeah everyone's can, yeah. can you put the cold down?
1: <laughs> what the, cheese? the meat's gonna spoil what do you mean i got a business after them
0: i mean the bombings are gonna end i still gotta run a business yeah
1: that's crazy that though That's crazy I how know, old young were you I was uh, six at the time. Do you remember? I I remember that uh, it was like a walk-in fridge party. And I just started going to school. Uh, That was my first... uh, The school just started... And I remember we were so happy, me and my friends, because we didn't have to go to school. Because uh, we had this crazy old teacher and she used to beat us. And uh, this was really pretty crazy. I mean, at the time, that wasn't normal in Croatia. But it was, you know, war, old people. It used to be normal two years ago. Oh, of course. And then this lady... Half the world. (laughs) Half of the world. She had a stick, huge stick. Uh And then... She would, if you were mischievous or something, she would hit us. But I have to admit, she hit me only once when the whole class was doing something bad. I don't remember what it is. And I don't know up to this day Was I a good kid Or it was just because she was my neighbor I don't know She really didn't One time me. you got hit I got only once But this guy uh, Yerkov I will never forget him I don't know what Listen the, up
0: Yerkov Yerkov
1: I don't know where are you now But she used to Abbas She used to hit him 40 times Jesus days. Was did he I, black?
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like What did did. This is also like Rodney King shit right here. What the fuck? 40 times. Was he reaching for his wallet? (laughs) He's like, it's in my pocket. I'm just reaching. I'm just going for it. But she used to fuck Yurkov up, though, huh?
1: She used to really fuck him up. And he has all the, like, stripes on his palms because she would hit him every day. And I don't know... Uh, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was telling to my husband, and I don't know what would his parents say. How would they allow that? Why? I mean, he was a rebelish kid, but she would beat the F out of him. Yeah. Like, it was crazy.
0: It was the type of parents that are like, uh, my parents were like that too. Like, they trusted what the teacher would say over what you would say. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if a bunch of kids fucked around and they got me in trouble, and I got beat, by, you know, a teacher. I mean, this is wouldn't happen in Canada. But And I said, no, the kids were fucking around. And the teacher was like, oh, he was fucking around. My parents are going to be like, "We're eh, going to go with the teacher's side. So probably had the yes. same type of parents who were like, if you got hit, that means you fucked up, right?
1: Yeah. But when did you come to Canada? When I
0: came when I was six. When you were six? Yeah, so you- not exactly 27, right? You, <laughs> you came know, I, from Sudan? I, no, I came from Oman. Oh, so, okay. I used, I, so I was born in Sudan. And then my dad worked in Oman. Uh, when I was a kid. So I left Sudan when I was three, mm-hmm. went to Oman, and was, uh, I was in Oman from three to six, and then I came and coincidentally started in first grade. So I started in Canada, mm-hmm. like London, Ontario, right? Which is even wider than Guelph, by the way. Oh, you know? okay. It's for Bob, right? <laughs> so I, I never really had, I went to Arabic school, and I went to Quran school uh, when I was younger, and th- those were my only experiences of like where the teachers would hit you, but those were like once a week, like in a basement or like in a weird place. Like right now, if you had a, like if you had a kid and you wanted that kid to learn Croatian in school, I bet you in Toronto, there's some Croatian Saturday or Sunday schools, right? Right.
1: There Those is. schools
0: are run by hardcore Croatians who can't get another j- a job. So all they can do is teach the Canadianized Croatians, Croatian, <laughs> right? So they get to be a little more aggressive than Canadian teachers. So that was my only experience with like the teachers who would hit you and sticks and shit like that, right?
1: So my cousin, one of those four cousins I mentioned, my aunt sent them to that Croatian school. There is one in Mississauga. Yeah, Actually, of course, of course. Exactly. There's one of everything. <laughs> one of everything. Chinese, of
0: like in Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, whatever.
1: But, but uh, one of my cousins told me that there were a lot of Croatian kids who were uh, taught Croatian as a first language, even though they were born here and uh, we have this different letters like and sounds like and things like that Uh and none of them were able to pronounce that her and her siblings my cousin yeah and then Croatian children were making fun of them because they can't say that and they were crying all the time and then she just oh they're
0: so Canadian they really are Canadian
1: Canadian. and then they dropped out of the school
0: that's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard
1: (laughs) now they just know how to say cheers it's like mom they're making
0: fun of us because we're at a level lower than them well you don't need to be at that school anymore
1: <laughs> that is-
0: you don't have to persevere and learn anything they are bullies and you're getting out of that school
1: yeah Ooh, so soft people can get really soft here
0: yeah I mean that's my little brother and sister they were pretty much they came here I came here when I was six and they came my little brother and sister were like two and three mm-hmm. so my parents and they do this a lot of people in a lot of cultures they'll send their kids back to the home country for a couple of years so they like are they dive them deep into the culture Did you go I didn't go no I was just old enough that I came that my Arabic was still intact and I was like in the Quran class mm-hmm. but my little brother did JKSK he's like your cousins you know what mm-hmm. I mean so he's he pretty much had no Arabic he had like this he didn't have a sense of the culture as much because we don't have a lot of I don't know about you but my family we don't have a lot of cousins we don't have any we don't have any extended family at all in Canada or at least for the first 15 20 years we were here none so no cousins no uncles no aunts it's just the other Sudanese people mm-hmm. in the city we grew up with we call them our aunts and uncles right because mm-hmm. of the community but they weren't actually that right so we didn't a lot of people they grow up they're always with their cousins. You know what I mean? They're always at cousin fun- family functions where all they speak is Arabic or all they speak is whatever the mother tongue is. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. So we were learning English way faster than our Arabic was being reinforced. Mm-hmm. You know? You know how you were saying uh, a lot of those kids in that Croatian school, they spoke Croatian as a first language? A lot of immigrants do. Like a lot of Arabs I know are like that where it's like they only speak Arabic in the house. So they only grew up speaking Arabic in the house and English was at school. But for us, because my dad spoke English well, uh, we would get our English reinforced at home. So I'd be learning English outside, and I'd work on my English at home. So the Arabic was going on very little. So that's why my Arabic now is weak as fuck. It's actually mm-hmm. a regret. I wish my parents were like, no English in the house. That would actually been better for me in the long run
1: did you go to sudan at all since you are in canada or yeah,
0: yeah yeah i used to go like every five years for the whole for like three months for the whole summer okay and go to the villages we would stay in the we wouldn't stay in the capital we'd stay in the villages and just touch go in the capital chill a little bit but we we're always in the villages so that's like the real sudan experience you know
1: and when was the last time you go there like you 10 went years there? ago. 10 years Ten ago? 10 years
0: ago was the last time I went. And I'll probably go back in a little bit because my dad pretty much lives there. He's in Canada right now, mm-hmm. but he's like retired and he's pretty much living there now. So I'll go back. But it's like when I go, I don't know how it's going to be because I haven't been there in 10 years. But when I go, I kind of get treated like your uh, Canadianized cousins get treated at Croatian school. You know what I mean? They're like, they call me Canada boy. Canada boy,
1: yeah. You know
0: what I mean? You can see that, right? Of
1: course. You're right?
0: Canada boy. Oh, you don't even, they'll just be talking. There's love, but it's a lot of shit talking. It's almost all shit talking. At least how I remember it, right? Oh, you forgot your language. You forgot your this. Oh, this guy. oh, Oh, look, Canada boy. So it's a lot of that you have to navigate through.
1: And how is the situation with English there? Do people speak English or...
0: Not the highest level of English, but like a lot of my cousins are engineers.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody
0: in that, everybody in Sudan is an engineer, and no one has a job. What was (laughs) your
1: joke? It comes with a passport or by the law? You have the. I don't even
0: remember. Oh, oh, like engineering as an immigrant? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like I'm an immigrant, so obviously I have an engineering degree. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But
0: in Sudan, it's crazy. Everyone is either a doctor or a, a or an engineer, like by degree, and like the most unemployment you've ever seen. I like, was
1: about to say you didn't have trouble with COVID because everyone is a doctor.
0: Yeah, everyone just get Because those are the coveted things. Like, oh, do doctor do... But there's a million schools mm-hmm. and only the top three schools, the people who graduate from there, actually are doctors and engineers. Everybody else just ends up going back to the villages and just chilling and teaching English at some like public school nearby. Or like I had a cousin, I'd be in Sudan for the whole... For months... I remember when I was like 11, he was a graduate engineer and he would just take naps underneath this tree. There was in the villages, there's beds all over under trees for shade and everyone's just sleeping all day. It's like, it's like country life. Everyone's, they all have engineering degrees, sleeping all day for months.
1: Wow. Like there's no jobs. And what is the weather? And is it dangerous?
0: Hot? Not that. No, no, no. It's not. You know how in like, uh, there's different types of danger in like developed places you know Mm -hmm. and like in undeveloped places there's really the 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 sense of danger is weird it's like it's not there's no sense that you have the full amount of security right you feel good because i'm a black guy here in canada so it's like even though i always feel safe i always feel a little bit like
1: (laughs) sorry i'm sorry that was so funny what you said about Yerko. was he black
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it sounded like he was getting that Rodney King treatment. Damn, you remember Rodney King? He got his ass beat fifty-six hits in L.A. like twenty years ago or thirty years ago.
1: Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, so you were a black man in Canada. You stopped there.
0: Yeah, so you you there's a little of feeling of being out of place. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, uh, something happens. Okay, like you don't want to think about race, but you do. But in Sudan, you were su- you were just. A person Mm -hmm. so it's like there's no difference between me and the next dude if anything it'll be like it'll be some ransom shit where one of us gets kidnapped because we're the Canadians and there's some money that's the the type of fear over there whereas the fear over here would be Canada's so peaceful there's not that much fear but extending to America as well gun violence getting robbed that kind of stuff you're a lot more afraid of in, in the states or in Europe than I would be in Sudan
1: I actually heard something about Sudan a couple of days ago, yeah. and that's why I asked you about the safety. So my, friend, uh, my husband's best friend, his father is some kind of finance advi- advisor. He works in finance in Africa. Okay. And for some reason, dude had to go to Sudan. It was uh, before the COVID, very recently. And apparently the place... He's white, dude.
0: Yeah, I was going to (laughs) ask. So
1: he's white and God knows where he was going. And apparently he came to the airport and there were three SUVs waiting for him. And they told him, pick one. Because they're uh, obviously going to attack him apparently okay. I-, I don't know is that a true that's what he told me and then he at least is a less of a chance if there is three same cars uh, driving in a convoy so if somebody wants to attack him or rob him they don't know where he is
0: okay i guess so but like that i think is more Based on what the hell that guy's there to do. Yeah. That's not because he's white. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could show up with a white person. It'll be fine. I'll speak on their behalf. It'll be like, just like I've been in China, the same way that Chinese people will look at you as a black person. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And there's so many Chinese in Sudan because China invests heavily in Africa, right? So there's a lot of Chinese business activity happening. But all that guy would have to do would get be, get into a white SUV that says U.N. <laughs> Anytime you're in Sudan, you see a U.N. car, it could be any ethnicity inside. Nobody fucks with them. It's U.N., Right? That guy is there to invest in blood diamonds. He's Who there Who
1: knows he, what is that guy do? I don't f- know what him. What
0: does he do? He finance <laughs> in Africa? That sounds like people are dying, okay? Pick one of these three SUVs. That's not normal shit. This guy, he's making money off of the lives of people for sure.
1: Oh my god, I may I may die because I told you this. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. We'll get you there three we'll SUVs? Get, Yeah, we'll get you three Ubers at the end, okay? Choose one.
1: Just like, yeah. I hope you won't get the wrong one. <laughs> oh. But in Croatia is uh, everyone is white in Croatia and before I moved to Canada I never saw brown person before. Never in no, my life.
0: Is there nobody nobody immigrates to Croatia?
1: No. So nowadays, in the past few years, we developed our tourism and a lot of people are coming to visit us. To visit. To visit. So it's not really shocking to see black person walking around Croatia but on the on our last census before i left there were 10 uh, black croatian citizens 10, <laughs> ten in what? 5 million people actually, country actually <laughs> 10 that's hilarious that's hilarious yeah what about
0: asians there asians, has to be like a it was couple maybe
1: like a uh, it At was least. little it was maybe 1000 or so i'm not sure it was 1000 or 2000 tops it was it's very little
0: what's the unemployment rate like in croatia Is it high or low? Is it are people not there because it's like there's really not that much opportunity for an immigrant? Or is it like a race thing? like the-
1: Well, I guess because of the war, our war ended in 1995. And ever since, the economy didn't completely build up or recovered. And then uh, there were a lot of corrupted government. And now it's fine. There is That's any- usually when the
0: Chinese come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Chinese are like, oh, they are unstable. <laughs> it is time to be profitable.
1: But now it's getting better. And apparently these younger... So, the the basic salary is really low. It's like one thousand dollars per month. Okay. That's the lower that's range. killing it
0: in Sudan by the way. Oh wow. Continue. Really? Yeah.
1: But in Croatia it's bad now because of the tourism. All of the things like all of the things like uh, if you get a coffee or if you go out to get a lunch, it basically costs the same as here in Canada.
0: Oh, it's While disproportional. It's
1: completely disproportional. Uh, the rent is cheaper, but yeah. it's not crazy cheaper. Uh, houses are cheaper, but not crazy cheaper. It's like you can find cheap house in a village, but if you want to buy something in the city, it is crazy expensive. So it's I don't know how those people really manage and See? how do they live like that. But uh, Still everyone is super dressed up. Everyone has like not everyone, but people like wearing image and fashion diesel like, jeans yeah, and yeah. like shoes for Thousand kunas yeah. so. What the fuck Is the uh, Kunas is the <laughs> currency Kuna That's is hilarious the currency. Co- Thousand kunas
0: Kuna. That sounds like A dead currency it's Like actually, the old at, Like the city of Atlantis <laughs> You know
1: It's named after kunas. the After the animal It's not the squirrel It's something similar To squirrel A koala uh, It's not a koala Oh no I don't know the name I'll try to find it later How
0: much is One thousand kunas For a Canadian dollar
1: It's actually Two hundred uh, dollars, 1,000 kunas That's not a lot That's not that bad That's not that bad So five kunas is one dollar Yeah okay. Approximately Yeah
0: So it'd be like 10, 15 kunas to get a coffee
1: Yeah It would be Depends where you are But minimum t- uh, 10 kunas You would pay for For like macchiato Or coffee with milk or.
0: Yeah That's the difference Between pricing And like what Sudan has that same thing Where I don't know how Anyone affords anything like, a car is almost the same price, but people are making 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month. You're like, how is anybody getting a car? You no know wonder I
1: mean? nobody's working.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. especially... Oh, well, for, uh, over the last 10 years, the dollar is getting wrecked, you know, for, like, a whole bunch of economic reasons that I can't comment on because I just don't know <laughs> that well. I think the split between North and South Sudan affected it. And maybe... Uh, maybe even like um the 2008 housing crisis of north america and the dollar because everything is based on the american dollar like there's a whole lot of reasons but it's just been plummeting so essentially like all this land that my dad owned was like was like okay this will be my retirement it's just worth less and less every day
1: oh no it's just the worst
0: yeah i know and it's like it could bounce back and Everything bounces back in decades, but it's shitty that it's going lower. Whereas you always think, okay, a house is a safe investment. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll live in it and it'll be, it'll appreciate. That's not the case always. It's fucked up to see, man, but it really makes you be happy that you're in Canada. Damn, man. We,
1: we are really so happy to be here. CERB? You are you on Serb? I am on Serb. It
0: doesn't even feel like real life.
1: Abbas, when I first got that Serb, I felt I cleaned my whole house. Uh, you backyard, felt guilty. Huh? Front yard. Things that I've been procrastinating for two years. And then I didn't know what to do. Last time I got a whole bunch of money for nothing. Uh, it was for my first communion. And that time I was supposed to give myself for Jesus or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but now Trudeau just send us money. And then I was trying to find some volunteer. Options here in Toronto. That means to, you have a good heart. <laughs> to, you have a big
0: heart. You feel that guilty. I
1: just felt so guilty to get two thousand dollars. I mean, it's not a lot for some people. By who the way, to, you can
0: give me your two thousand if you feel. Good. <laughs> I'll pay the income tax on. It. I don't care. Just send it. <laughs>
1: no, but if somebody needs help, I'm uh, looking for some a volunteering job that doesn't include driving
0: (laughs) I love driving but yeah I actually was feeling bad I actually wanted to volunteer the other day because I'm like man I have a lot of time I'm getting this I could feel a little bad right but then I took a nap, and the feeling went away.
1: So <laughs> I applied for took care of that. <sighs> uh, they had a lot of opportunity from the government to work in contact tracing. So if somebody What's gets uh, if somebody gets corona, contact then you talk tra- to them uh, like where were you to explore the possibility where did they where it- uh, got to the where did they get the virus? people are doing that, huh? People are doing that, and apparently a lot of people applied for that job because they never called me. They don't even want me to work for free. (laughs) You should have sent a video
0: of you having a dream and then waking up as a waitress. (laughs) That's that's the way to get that thing. Submit that same 60 seconds. They're like, we don't get it, but she's got style.
1: But I didn't stop. So after I didn't get that volunteering job, I called my grocery store. So there's a Sobeys very close to my house where I go every week. Yeah. And uh, honestly, in this whole pandemic, I feel the most sorry for grocery store workers because... They
0: they don't stop.
1: They don't stop. And doctors wanted to be heroes. Same as we want to get laughs when we go on stage. But grocery store workers, no. And I feel so bad for them. And then I called my sobies and I was like, Hi, guys, uh, can I bring you some Balkan style pies for your (laughs) brunch today? and the manager who answered was like who is this are you joking how did you
0: get this number (laughs) how did
1: you get this number he actually (laughs) asked how did you get this number (laughs) oh did he (laughs) yeah and I was like oh it's my sobies. I come to your sobies all the time and I feel bad and I want to give you back and he was like Maybe you can just bring that to us when everything is over. We don't accept food from outside That's so funny. Can you leave it at the door? Leave it at the door. But he was like, you are so dumb. And then I asked, well, can you add maybe tips to your grocers so I can leave them a tip? He was like, no, we won't do that. And then I just gave up, made a batch of edibles and gave them to my friends with children so they can relax. oh you're that you're was my i'm so bored and i feel like i have to give back to the world but i don't know how
0: how's your weed budget been oh, has my. it gone through the roof because i know you're already dropping hard money if you don't know demi is like the weed chick big type like weed comedy just the weed stuff always the joints always the edibles Anytime oh. I see you at a comedy show, I'm like, damn, you got to join.
1: <laughs> you got to join. And uh, my Demi Bakes comedy show, where I was literally
0: your comedy in. show was like weed themed, right? In, yeah. a, in the underground comedy club, which hopefully will reopen. We'll find a new um, a
1: venue. venue
0: for it. Yeah, we we're talking about that. But
1: I really hope so. All the
0: best to Puff Mama. Wish her She's the best. She's so nice. She's the best. Yeah, I really hope She's... she finds another venue.
1: She really helped me a lot through my comedy because I uh, I did her competition. You know how she does. The yeah, competition. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one for, she's uh, running
0: with Max, I think. Yeah, yeah, Max
1: was running that with her and Keith uh, for new comics. And then I made it there through the fi- to the finals, and that's how she got to see my sets and she saw me performing several times. And after that, she would give me so much stage time. Yeah, yeah on she's good the best. and bad shows, on everything. Like she would always call me. And I, I'm always there for her if she needs same. anything. Such she, a sweet lady. She
0: pretty much did this exact same thing to me, you know. I I showed hustle, and then there's a lot of there's a lot of people that even if you if they see your hustle, they don't give a fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. They just
0: don't care. They don't care to know you, or they don't care to open up to you.
1: They even dislike you, more, some. Yeah, people, yeah. If, if, if you're
0: going, if you're out every day, yeah. or if you're hustling too much, yeah, it's like because they're threatened by it but puff mama's the best she as soon as she understood that any time she has a spot i will take it anytime even if it's like every day twice it doesn't matter right and then as soon as she realized that she's been hooking me up left and right like i ask her every time she actually throws you money i was talking with Max. It's so it's so rare to at our level to do a show and like they pay you You know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless you do a headlining or a feature spot, but at a spot where you're just doing seven or 10 minutes and she'll toss you money. Yeah. She doesn't have to, and you're not doing it for the money. But, and it's like, keep the money, you know what I mean? Keep this place alive.
1: And it's just the whole energy of that place and how all the comics get together. And you and Max were talking about it, that. that yeah, no the best vibe. douchery. The, it's just a nice, nice, welcoming family vibe. Because
0: she's got a very mom feeling, you yeah. know? Puff Mama, and that's actually part of her name, but she fosters that kind of like, this is a family, like... Don't fight. Hey, you too. stuff like that kind of yeah. thing. So actually, I love that. I love her for it. And then I, I hope for the best. I really do.
1: Me whenever too. we get
0: back to the stage, whatever the fuck that is.
1: I don't know. Where is that that going to happen? I feel like uh, I'm more likely to make a show in my backyard than in a club. They're going <laughs> to arrest you. <though>. They're <laughs> yeah. going to
0: come. You have as long if you of have course, over four Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Not now. But in I the d-
0: meantime, you can continue to smoke <laughs> An ungodly amount of weed. I, I, what was it? I'm, I've been buying by the ounce oh my, since COVID.
1: I, I, you need to hear this. This is absolutely hilarious. So before the COVID, my husband was gifted a few seedlings, weed seedlings. And okay. he did the whole setup in his closet. Yeah. Like bought the light and all of the humidifiers dehumidifiers, and, yeah. yeah. and things. And he was playing with it, and that kept him occupied for these past few weeks while we are all locked down. And uh, the other day, I was joking with my Croatian friend who has COVID. and uh, who had saying, COVID. Who had, who yeah, had, yeah. who had. Yeah. <laughs> her husband, we don't know about her, but she probably gave she it. Probably, yeah, she <laughs> yeah, had it first. Because she was eating from all the buffets, she says, in the UK. <laughs> so that's probably when she got it.
0: It's probably th- 100,000 people that have COVID because of her right Because
1: now. of her. But uh, anyways, uh, she was saying, and two of us were joking, oh, we should name that weed COVID, you know, the strain, because it was some random strain that didn't have name, and we were supposed to give them names. Yeah. And I was like, let's name it COVID, like with W-E-E-D, like weed. COVID, But COVID. Yeah. But COVID. And I told that to my husband, and he was like, wait a minute, babe. Actually, that is COVID because the guy who gave him weed, his name is Ko, K-O. So it is, after all, COVID. I'm like.
0: What have you guys been up to? Is he a big smoker, your husband? I yeah. met the guy one time. Yeah. I think uh, I already met him a couple times. Actually, he right? did. He's yeah.
1: actually your big fan. Yeah, and you he, were telling you, me he
0: loves my comedy. Huh? He loves
1: you <laughs> and Polichicchio yeah. two of you, and, which I find really interesting because he doesn't even know that you two are buddies. You are buddies. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Oh, me. Jordan's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, and he really likes two of you and basically dislikes everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Here, just Adrian, fuck that yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, But he rarely says uh, compliments to comedians, you know, but he really, is. and when I said that I'm going to do your podcast, and he was like, that's really good, babe. Sometimes you do things in comedy that are not worth your time, but this is.
0: You're like, <laughs> wow, okay, that was unnecessary. I was
1: like, wow. <laughs> What are you You're becoming Croatian. Yeah, like, right? uh, Nice and n- not nice in the same sentence. And now he <laughs> just
0: needs some diesel jeans and he's all set, right? Put yeah. Tiesto on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tiesto hour this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up to this whole time? Just movies?
1: Just movies. Uh, we are watching... We started watching recently "Rhythm and Flow" on Netflix. Have you seen that show?
0: That's like about uh, rap, right? It's rap. It's yeah, like The Voice, of yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah.
1: with rap. Yo, I watched
0: one that was so cringe. Some guy forgot.
1: Oh yeah, the rap they, they keep and forgetting. his shoe
0: fell off or something. I don't know if you watched that episode. I don't, I his haven't... shoe flew off. And like he forgot the rap, and it was all attitude. You know, it's an attitude. So he remembered the attitude, but he forgot the lyrics.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> so he was like,
0: Do the fucking And then he was like, fuck. He was
1: like, fuck. And
0: all the coach or the judges were like, damn it. The attitude was so on point. What a shame.
1: You should do your take uh, of that show or hip hop in general for your TikTok. <laughs> you were pretty funny now, but what I enjoyed the most at that show is Cardi B. Oh my! What kind of creature is that?
0: Is she a judge? In that? She is a judge. She's a judge. Yeah.
1: I was. Uh, I'm familiar with her music and things, but I never saw her actually talking and behaving. She doesn't even have eyes. It's just like her lashes and. Everything, like. Oh, well, her w- lashes
0: are like a foot long, huh? Foot long? Like,
1: whoosh, 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 Yeah, and she she's. She can like,
0: fly with that shit.
1: She talks like that. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to take into her.
0: Do you remember Snooki from uh, Jersey Shore? Yeah. Cardi B is like the black version <laughs> of Snooky. She like, we were running. You running from the town, Yo, we were running. And he found like that. Yo. I don't, I don't even know if that was right, but it's kind of like, she's like a creature, you know? It's
1: really like, a, she is like a <laughs> creature. There is no real person. And then it's like, hey, hey, blah, blah, blah. And you're what are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> we will rubble. <laughs> I'm Robby Nigga, man, we are here, Robby Nigga. Sometimes I always have the The subtitles subtitles because of my English. English is my second language. And then for her, sometimes they don't even put subtitles because they don't know
0: what to write. Because it's too rude. What is she saying? It's too rude to put question mark, question mark, (laughs) question mark, right? (laughs) They're just like, the guy in the back in the booth is like, I I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: That is insane. Tell her
0: to twerk. Tell her to twerk. (laughs) We don't understand what she's saying.
1: But it's really interesting show. That and The Masked Singer. Those are our two favorite characters. You
0: love those style, right?
1: Not re- Actually, this is the accent. Like the voice style. Uh, uh, not really. I never watched voice, but I do really love hip-hop. So yeah. that's why I was so interested in the show. And then we were just laughing at Cardi B. Uh, it's just too entertaining. <laughs> it's, yeah. I can't believe that somebody lives like that and. She's pretty good rapper. How she can't put a single sentence together? Yeah. But it's it's unbelievable. all flow and attitude, right? Half of relationships
0: is just hating the same person, you know? Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just
0: go to Google Images and type in Cardi B and just hate <laughs> for the whole night. Get popcorn, <laughs>
1: roll some joints. Uh, we'll hate this bitch all night. I'm not even hating her. I'm. She's really entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sense,
0: you're like, you, uh, you. You celebrate her success, you know. Yeah. You're like, go for it, get it, <laughs> right? But it's just like, it's so Shocking. easy to hate on some people. It's awesome, Flavor Flav, Cardi B, who else? Me, half of Migos, Migos is so easy. You know what I mean? Like, she's could... with Offset, right?
1: Who? Cardi B is Cardi
0: B's married to Offset.
1: I think so. Offset from Migos. For, yeah, yeah, she Offset, has a baby. Takeoff with in, him. In yeah, yeah. Offset take off and Quavo. They're like.
0: They're hilarious. They're so easy to hate on. Like, half a rap now is so fun to hate on. And, like, I still enjoy the music, you know? I just hate for the enjoyment of hating. I'm a hater. In the house, I hate from a distance, you know?
1: Well, before I moved to Canada, my only uh knowledge and introduction to black people was to hip hop. Because Not I those over- ten. <laughs> not, not those people. I never ten met people. any yeah. of those ten people, never seen them. I think still it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh I was always listening and enjoying hip hop and uh when, uh, when I moved here, I uh, worked in one super fancy restaurant in Yorkville and a lot of celebrities would come there and they used to have, they still have uh, photos of all the celebs that were there and uh, I... Just to make it clear, I did not think that all of the black people are rappers. Yeah. But I just thought just that. Just most of them. I just thought that only rappers are dressing in the baggy style with all the bandanas and, uh, you know, chains and things. Yeah. And there was a photo of the crew, maybe six or seven black guys, all dressed up like Tupac, with like completely that style.
0: Like 90s the, Tupac. 90s yeah. Tupac.
1: And I asked our manager, who are these rappers, Paul? And he was like, Demi, that is LeBron James and his entourage. <laughs> Holy moly, that was five years ago. And I was very fresh of the boat. But it was I was so dumb. Like and it was LeBron dresses
0: like that? I thought LeBron dresses was, like very like uh like fatherly, like um like uh, like a, a role model, you know? I thought he dresses more like he'd have like a Nike fucking blazer jacket or something. They all had bandanas maybe. and shit?
1: They all had bandanas and it was that was five years ago and uh, probably the photo was maybe uh, at least a couple of years ago. So maybe that's from when he was his young, younger days and it was old school photo. Gotcha. And uh, that same day I was serving Martin Short, the comedian.
0: Martin Short.
1: You know? Um, yeah, I think I do. He's Canadian, I believe. Martin. And I also didn't know who he was. And then that tall guy from the Raptors, the white, super sweet. Uh, the one with the
0: beard? The one
1: with the beard. I met him
0: too, huh? I he, met that guy in a mall one time. Right after they lost. And then I, uh, right after they lost the finals. What's his name? Uh, I want to say Shevchenko or some shit like some that. You know what I mean? Did
1: that. <laughs> But he was really sweet. Va-
0: oh, Valasuvis or something uh, Yeah, like
1: that. something like like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was a good dude.
1: But they would always send me to those famous people because I never knew who anyone was. I would always, the other girls would know and it's kind of like, ooh, you're NBA superstar. And I was just like, "Whoa, well, I'm from Croatia. Yeah. This is our fish. It's a Croatian restaurant with Croatian background. Oh, it's so fish.
0: what's it called in Yorkville?
1: In Yorkville, it's called Josos and it, uh, exists there for over 30 All years. All the
0: rappers came to this fish restaurant? Uh, this Croatian? Actually, this Drake, the spot?
1: Drake did the cover of his album, one of his first albums there. He used to go there so often.
0: What's it called again?
1: Josos.
0: It's, it's still open?
1: It's still open. I mean, not at the moment, but it's still open.
0: Naturally, yeah.
1: Yeah, they serve, you know, uh, on, I, on the seacoast, they give you the, that's how it's in Croatia, they give you the tray of fish. Yeah. And then you have to present all the fish. What is it called? What is the texture? What is the flavor? And I used to do that. So, and then you bring the fish. And the guy who opened the restaurant, he, was, uh, he's, uh, he passed away. His son is in charge of it now. But the guy, original one, he was a sculpturist, an artist, yeah. obsessed with female body. And okay. the whole place is full of butts and boobs. And we were supposed to be dressed in super tight dresses, uh, wearing the lipstick, red lipstick. like. I mean, it's it Yorkville, is, you know? You it's gotta- Yorkville. Yeah, it was really, really, really interesting place.
0: Do you have any crazy stories from there?
1: Well, not really, because... Uh, <laughs> not, not really, well, I mean- it was always so... Uh, it was completely crazy the place, and a lot of people like maple. Uh, what is that food? Maple maple syrup. Uh, no, the the maple leaf foods. The the company that makes food like, like meats. Yeah,
0: Maple Lodge.
1: Ma- yeah or
0: like they do like meats. Like they meat. give you chicken and like.
1: That guy or the Hakim guy, Hakim Optics, they were regulars there. The Hakim
0: Optical owner and the Maple Lodge guy? And
1: the Maple Lodge guy and things and the lady That's so
0: funny. Hakim Optical is like a big chain of like fucking uh, optics. Like obviously it's a a glasses place all over Canada. That's so funny. Their owner is just always at the... Is he Croatian?
1: No, he's Just super into fish? Uh Yeah and uh, his office, his headquarters I guess were across the street in Yorkville So he was there all the time yeah. And a lot of people probably live around there And they would just hang out <laughs> But it was pretty crazy Do
0: ways. you remember what your first impressions were of Canada when you came?
1: Oh yeah, I was so shocked that everyone is asking you how are you and I would answer to people. I would tell them how actually I am. Oh, I'm good, but a little bit annoyed because subway was taking too long. It stopped again. And you then didn't I know would I, I You're supposed to
0: just say good. <laughs> yeah. I
1: didn't know it comes without a question. It's not a real question. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not yeah, a, yeah. it's not a question. That and shocking thing for me was also when you come to somebody's house that you need to bring your own wine. And or whatever you drink, you need to bring your own drinks. Uh, At a party. At a party. Yeah, 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 for sure at a party. For sure at a party. In Croatia, it's uh, not like that. I mean, you always bring something to people, to the house you are coming to as a gift. But if you are in my house, I will serve you my wine or whatever I have in the house to give you. I mean, not- so
0: the understanding in Croatia, if you if you like have a party, if you plan a party, you are providing alcohol for everybody.
1: Yeah, I expect
0: some gifts, but here it's like bring your own beer, bring your own whatever you're gonna drink, bring it because usually it's like it's more like I'm opening my place so you can come drink here, but don't expect that I'm just gonna have like everything. You know, it's always bring your own thing and bring a gift, but it, so you were shocked that.
1: I was shocked with that and the birthdays. So here in Canada, I don't know how is in Sudan. I'm really curious. But not in, a thing. Uh, birthdays are not uh, a thing in Sudan. A, I'll tell you. So that. in Canada here, people treat you for your birthday. So if it's your birthday, I'm your friend, I'm going to take you out for lunch. Yeah. I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Uh we are out having drinks. All of the crew, everyone will buy you a drink and you as a birthday boy will never pay for anything. Yes. While in Croatia, you have to if you decide to celebrate your birthday and take your friends out, you have to pay for everything. That's your well, it's treat. Backwards. backwards, you pay for everything. Sometimes your friends are good and they will pitch like hundred kunas, which is twenty bucks. Kunas. <laughs> kunas but uh Yeah, so you have to uh, take care of everything. And that was always so weird to me. Now I understand. I would change everything
0: if that was the custom here. (laughs) You you wouldn't see people doing shit for their birthdays. They would disappear (laughs) on their birthday. It's way better is Isn't it your birthday? Oh, I got COVID. Fuck off. (laughs) Stay back. I'm paying Shit. I'm not I'm not giving out the serve money, you know? <laughs> Shit, I volunteer.
1: Like, yeah, you use your own serve is it like money that? for the party.
0: In all the former Yugoslavian countries, is it like that? That whole region? That yeah. same custom? Yeah. Serbia, we have all those the, places? Mm-hmm.
1: We have those uh, very giving customs. And when somebody comes to your house, you just Feed them and give them drinks or anything you have, like shirt off your back.
0: So bra- like, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever they require, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you were 20, 21, 22, when you turned those ages, did you have to buy everyone shit? For? Like for your birthday.
1: Yeah. Like your and birthday then is
0: coming up, you're turning 22 in a week. And yeah. you're telling your friends, "You
1: are you planning it? So I was you are planning it and everything. Yeah, here people play.
0: Yeah, everyone does it for you here, right?
1: So I everyone does it here for you. That's unbelievable. So in Croatia, I was lucky because my parents have a restaurant. So I used to do those really crazy birthday parties every year. Always there. Always there. And they had like a marble bar and people would be dancing on that bar. It was really, really insane. And uh, I was lucky in a way that it's their place, so it doesn't cost as much, even though it still costs. And then somehow my parents would cover for it or whatever. But some other people that were supposed to take you out for a dinner, and it will be like 10 girlfriends, and then you have to pay for all of that. And it's safe That's for the so bachelorette party. My friend had bachelorette, that makes bachelorette sense. party. Yes. She, uh, uh, she was like, it's apparently the custom that you and your maid of honor are supposed to pay for it. I'm here already for five years and I'm losing some of those customs. I'm happy to keep, you know, some of them, but I keep forgetting what is going on. And then I come there and then I was like, we were in uh, Amsterdam for my bachelorette. I was like, was I supposed to pay for all of that? Oh, fuck. There is Just probably talking behind up. my back.
0: Just say <laughs> you got This Canadian too pr- up. Yeah.
1: girl like you. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so fucked up, I forget what the Croatian customs are, pay for me, we'll figure it out in the morning, we'll Venmo each other, let's just have fun tonight, that's so funny, I agree with our version for the birthdays, I think on your birthday, them paying, that makes more sense, but for like bachelorette party and all that stuff, it's like you have a huge expense for the wedding add a little more and cover the bachelorette party or the bachelor party, whatever it is. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But for the birthdays to be like, yo, it's my birthday, man. This birthday is going to cost me (laughs) $2,000. Yeah. Fuck that. It's unbelievable.
1: You do always get presents, but still, it's really insane. I still can't get over the birthday thing. But for two years, at least, I thought you guys are wrong here in Canada. I was like, why would anyone pay me anything for my birthday? I have to celebrate it. That's
0: so weird. So
1: weird. It's so weird. And then you go to shame. Sudan, you
0: even bring up the notion of birthday. You look so spoiled. And your parents, like, if you say it's my birthday, I want a thing. Like, your parents are, like, embarrassed if there's company. They just you look like you're like you in, spoiled. In it looks like you spoiled. Yeah, one of three. <laughs> one Which of ones? Th- Kill this. G- yeah. And they right? tell yeah, the yeah, people exactly. where you it's are. It's the middle one. Shoot it down. Take them.
1: We don't need them.
0: <laughs> like, uh, definitely, uh, like, with the rich kids. With the rich kids in Sudan it's a very similar life to North America and like first world. Mm-hmm. Like the rich families there from what I've seen in the weddings they get alcohol even though alcohol is for, totally forbidden in Sudan. Oh, okay. Cuz it's Sharia law, it's Islamic law. You know, you know what I mean? So you can't even sell alcohol, you can't drink. You'll get arrested if you drink alcohol. You know what? But, like, at weddings and stuff, it, among the rich and, like, the... Because it seems the richer people get, the less conservative they are, right? You know, they're more liberal with these things, mm-hmm. right? Um, on that level, people have birthday parties and stuff like that. But for the regular student, these people, like, the, av- the vast majority, birthdays are not a thing, you know? Not at all. That's only a thing here. And, like, even here, my parents are like, ugh. Cause like my, you know, my brother, sister, book. Like, it's my birthday next. It's my birthday next week, and like, what is gonna happen? And it's like, Zoe, so Canadian eyes, and they didn't grow up with that, and they're like, ugh, fuck this shit. Okay, we'll get you a cake. It'll say the number of your age, and we'll get balloons, and that's it. Be quiet.
1: Are your brothers here or in London?
0: I'm here alone. Everybody is in London.
1: Everybody. When did you move to Toronto?
0: Back in 2018. But I used to live in the states before Toronto. You know? Because oh, I used to do okay. engineering, right? I used to do oh, engineering okay. in the States for like 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. And then I moved back. I lost my job and I got kicked out of the States pretty much. And I moved back to Ontario. But that was the moment that I was like, oh, I'm not doing engineering anymore. I'm just going to do comedy. And then I moved to How Toronto.
1: did you get into comedy at all? Oh, I did engineering and then i was just
0: so depressed doing engineering and i didn't know what it was and i've always loved stand-up i've always watched i watched stand-up almost every day for from like the time i was like 11 or 12 and the and the internet was like now nah, you could have high speed and stuff like that to the time i was like twenty four, twenty five. i probably watched stand-up every single day of my life you know I was obsessed, but I couldn't see it. I was so in the mindset as an immigrant that I had to do engineering, you know? So I did it. I graduated and I had the job before I realized, before I even could be honest with myself that I hate this. This isn't for me, you know? I'm cracking jokes all the way through university, five years. My friends are like, how are you in this class? You're just making jokes all the time. You're not, How? why are you doing engineering? And I'm like, no, fuck it, man. It's all about engineering. (laughs) And then you do it and you're like, oh, this is terrible. This. I don't like this at all. And then I just, to be honest with you, I read a book. I read this book that was like, because I was like so depressed with how this career stuff was going because I felt so empty. I'm like, oh, this was was where, if you asked me when I was 10 what I was going to be, I would tell you engineer. So this was like the North Star I was going towards for like 15 years. And then all of a sudden it's like I'm here and it's like this isn't, I hate this. You know what I mean?
1: What kind of engineer? Were you? My
0: degree was nanotechnology engineering, oh. which is like very small things, uh, like the nano scale. But the work was program management for a mechanical engineering company. It's actually very easy work. Mm-hmm. Phone calls, emails, meetings is the majority of the work. Pretty easy, but I hate it. I didn't like it, right? So I just read this book that was like, I read this book legit called No Rules. Uh, well, I forget what, No Rules, No Excuses or something like that by a professor at the University of Waterloo where I went. And the gist of the book was that you will not be able to compete in whatever you do unless you're doing it out of passion. That was That's the theme of the book. If you're doing something and it's not out of passion, sooner or later you're going to fail. So I'm like, here I am doing engineering and I hate it and I know it and I'm going toward a wall. So it's like, what do I like? And then for the first time I thought, yo, why can't I do stand-up? Why can't I do stand-up? Because in my whole life, I thought, yo, stand-up is these gifted, chosen people. They're chosen. They're special. They're something else. I'm, I'm going to be an engineer. The, I'll always love stand-up, but that's, that's different. That's them. That's the special people, right? And then it took me at the lowest moment of just like being like so unsatisfied with work to be like, fuck it. What do I have to lose? So I was living in Detroit at the time, and I just went and did an open mic, and uh i never looked back it went terribly it was horrific (laughs) horrific worst case scenario but
1: worse than groove bar
0: yeah oh it was a nightmare yeah yeah, yeah. i went at 10 i got up at 1 a.m uh there was like what two people watching and i went up and i started eating it so bad they just looked they left they couldn't watch me do how badly i was doing you know it was five minutes. I only wrote three minutes and I just walked off stage. I didn't even say thank you. My name is Abbaswab or anything. I just was like done. And I waited three hours for it and I didn't sleep well for three days after. It was what, such a hard you, bombing. because I was hurt I be funny. or embarrassed? Yeah, or... I wrote. This is how fucked up I was in my head. I wrote. They're like, it's a five minute open mic. So I was like, let me write some material. So I wrote it's like six jokes. They're all tied to each other. And I budgeted time for laughter I was like five minutes of material that means two minutes of laughter three minutes of jokes <laughs> 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 so the first joke tanks and I immediately crumble the sweat starts coming because I realized no other of the jokes are going to make sense because the first one didn't work <laughs> and I'm just sweating I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm doing this the people are looking away because it's so painful to watch they're leaving it's 1am it's on a Monday night in Detroit And it was just horrible. I just left. I I left smiling as if I was like, ah, yeah, it's an open mic, you know? But I was destroyed, you know? Destroyed. And uh, I went back in a week the next Monday, and I went back, and I went back, and then I moved to California. And I started doing it every day. And then that's when I started getting decent.
1: Where in California? San Francisco. And how long have you been living there?
0: Not even a year, because I was working in like Silicon Valley over there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not even a year. But uh, I would go there and... The, the scene in San Francisco is great for comedy, you know? It's similar to Toronto. Like, every day you can get up on stage. So it was amazing. Detroit, not so much. You can get up. I didn't even know the scene. I, nobody was telling me anything because, you know, for the first many months of doing comedy, no one cares who you are. The first five, the first couple of months, I don't know how it is for you as a girl. For, it's probably different for you as a girl, you know, because, like, you come in, that all the guys are probably trying to help you and shit like that. Hey, I can I can help you with material writing and stuff like that, right? For me, it's different. For me, it's like fuck. Uh, who's that? Fuck that guy. He's not. He's just. He'll be gone in a month. No one talks to you. So it was like that forever. And then in San Francisco, I got past that stage. Mm-hmm. they are like, yo, you show up every day. What's your name? You know. So I started getting some comedian friends, and I'm like, I'm figuring out how to do it slowly, and then I uh, lost that job, moved back to Toronto, and. Was a hundred percent in it,
1: and uh, you haven't been working as an engineer here Ever in since. Toronto Ever at since. all. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, never. I'll never. never again. Yeah.
1: So now you do comedy full time. I mean, before hours the pandemic, wise. Hours, hours wise, hours wise. Yeah, wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> money wise, it's almost none of my money is from comedy.
1: Do you drive Uber?
0: Still? I did I did but my car got too old. I don't like Uber anymore anyways. I some acting stuff, some mm-hmm. background acting, oh, some, you learned... I MC weddings. Oh,
1: okay, I do a lot of okay. little this
0: and that just to keep the whole thing afloat. But definitely no office job, no engineering. You know, it's too many hours of something that's not for you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's too many hours working for like a corporate uh, mandate. It's like this corporation has decided what their goals are and now I'm going to commit 40 hours of my week to help them achieve it. Fuck that, you know?
1: Ooh, it really sounds like fuck that when you put it like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the worst way to put it, right? I mean, in reality, you have your own little space, you have coffee, it's nice. (laughs) But you you get to a point where you realize the more you make, the more responsibility you have and the less you can fuck up. It's like the way I, at the highest level, like in San Francisco... It was almost like a high-paid prison, you know? You're getting a lot of money, so you, you took it, you accepted it, so you have to do everything. You have to travel right, right when they need you to travel. You have to do this right when they need you to do this because you accepted the money. You accepted the task at hand. So it's like a nice, it's like a high-paid prison. You're in business class. Look, I'm flying business class. I did it. But it's like I don't give a, I don't like doing what I'm doing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I work, uh, before this I worked uh, at the hockey games at Rico Coliseum. That is my side gig since I moved to Canada. You know those VIP suites, like the boxes? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You wait uh, those? Yeah,
1: so I'm one of the hosts. Oh, yeah, did they
0: tip like crazy?
1: That is crazy, the tips. And sometimes you can, I mean, sometimes you make zero because they add auto gratuity so people don't tip, but sometimes you can make $500 in like three hours. Jesus, just just in tips. It. But, that's uh, that's
0: what you get For being a hot chick though You know that That's that's, that's, how, it well, that's how it works Well that's how it works That's how life works I can never but, make $500 in three hours From tips That'll never was, work for me
1: I was joking So I was working For Marley's And then I was Trying Who's to make Marley's, ma- what's Marley's what's is it? like The lo- the ones that say They are developing leaves You know the Toronto Marley's
0: Oh got, got, gotcha, because, gotcha And
1: I was joking I was not hot enough To work for the Actual maple Leafs. Oh <laughs> fuck the them a- Actually No I I'm I was joking like that, but maybe nobody told me they were very Canadian about it.
0: Oh, yeah, they're but, like uh, your cousins, huh? Your... <laughs> they're like we actually gave Samantha and Justine the positions. Uh, if they can't come in, we have your number. <laughs> All right, and we'll reach out. Thank you very much, uh, Demi. Demi, uh, uh, Dem, thank uh, you. Demjana, thank demjana. you, Demi. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, um, those five hundred dollars sometimes I would make in tips uh, uh, were would mean less to me than. 10 bucks somebody would give me from the set. Like those $10 from the comedy set. Feels more. Feels more. I remember, I will never forget when Matt Duffy gave me $5 for performing at the Comedy Gold. Uh, it was, I, it, it wasn't even a good night or anything, but those $5, I still have a photo on my Instagram with it. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> like, I still remember too. It's like $5 I, that I worked the hardest for.
0: When I first moved back to Canada, I didn't go right to Toronto. I moved to London where I'm from and I got back on my feet a little bit. And, uh, in that time I was driving all around Ontario to like the Southwestern Ontario, a little like gigs here gigs there and i still remember wally warwick bramsterdam branford and i still go there like it's a weed cafe in branford and i drove in like the worst weather to get there to do seven minutes and he gave me 40 bucks and i 220s i was like what 220s for just doing seven minutes it blew my mind that was the first time i got paid paid yeah it's the best feeling in the world huh
1: it is really good feeling. And uh, all the comics talk about that moment when they first get paid. I just finished reading Tiffany Haddish's uh, book about her life. About her biography, uh, yeah. Her biography. I never read it. Is it good? It's actually She had a crazy good. life. I know. She I've heard had what her life was absolutely like, insane yeah, life. Yeah. And you're like, you read and it's like, is this soap opera? Is this real? What is going on? How are you still alive? But uh, I, I liked it and she was talking uh, about the moment when she got paid for the first time $50 uh, and uh, it was a lesbian party. She bombed the hardest in her life ever, but that was the day she decided I want to do this and be paid for it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Even amazing. though she bombed. And
0: That's the worst feeling though, when you, when you bomb hard and they still pay you. Yeah. Yeah, one time that happened to me and I was like, nah, I'm good. I bombed to it. They're like, nah, just take the money. Don't be stupid. <laughs> it was like ten bucks, right? I bombed so hard. And they're trying to pay me It was the worst feeling. I was like But now it's like I'm a... now it's like once we go back to comedy, whenever the fuck that happens, shit, I could bomb in front of everybody. Give me my <laughs> money, boy. Give me my money, you know? I need this. This is cause now it's like I think of it like as my business, right? You mm-hmm. know? It's like no matter. I came, I did the job. If you guys didn't like it, I'm out here working this every day. It works. You guys didn't like it. Maybe I suck. Maybe (laughs) you guys are not about it, but give me my $17 or whatever it may be, you know? It's not like we get paid well.
1: But it's so hard to produce a show on the oh, other hand so when work. i look from the producer perspective <sighs> so much work so much work so and much so much uh, obligations yeah. and stress and no no money no matter oh there's no money we were How talking many, last time yeah, yeah there's yeah, no I money were... in it
0: there's no money in it at yeah, all yeah not even unless to you cover get a really expense. good show yeah unless you do a big show in like your home there is ways to do it with money in it but it's not easy any way you do it it's always stress and the the only silver lining to it all is thank God I have this experience in like program management for all the years I did it. So organization, management, communication, all that stuff comes really easy to me because I did it for so many years. Mm-hmm. So sending an email, speaking to the venue, lining this up, making sure this but all that stuff that is like a lot of comedians have difficulty with because they don't have a corporate background. It's just that shit's just easy for me. Just done, you know. So thank God for that. But still, it's not like I'm making a, any money out here. You know, Serb is making everything go around these days. Huh?
1: CERB. Thank oh God for CERB. I hope they will let us uh, move around uh, Ontario soon. Uh, the state of emergency is, I think, extended until 19th of May. And if they release us after that, my husband and I, we are t- planning to run away to the cottage if they, if of course the government, I didn't even know us. that was
0: a thing. We can't leave Toronto technically. I've been, uh, we've been you, doing that all the time. I
1: mean, you could, but if we go to the cottage, we can't really access it because it's on an island and then waterways are closed. Oh,
0: gotcha, moment. gotcha. You need a ferry or something. Uh, yeah, or something. you oh, need okay. to
1: get on the boat. And His family has a cottage. Ride. Yeah, they're so Canadian, they have a cottage.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, though. That's what yeah. it's all about, having knowing people with cottages. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's half of being an immigrant. In Canada who has the cottages here <laughs> yo let's land this thing though Demi we're about uh, well, an hour was, 10 minutes
1: it was so nice to chat with you do you want to plug conversation. the conversation
0: yeah hell yeah this has been a long time coming you want to plug the culture shock
1: yeah, so I've been trying to put together this little uh, podcast that is uh, with similar topic as Abbas. She copied Abbas's.
0: me. She copied me. I no, totally copied him. And then I
1: was like, oh my God, I have to change this so it's not the it's same.
0: Got, it's a better name though, way better name. I saw the name and like, fuck. I should have called it that.
1: It's Culture Shock Comedy with Kay. And what I basically do is I play a short set, 7 to 10 minutes, uh, from uh, one of uh, Toronto's diverse comedians, who either are immigrants like Abbas and me, or uh, Canadians who lived abroad, And all of those people, they share and tell jokes about their culture shock. And then after the set, I talk to them and we discuss how much of those jokes are true and how it's actually to live in their country or whichever country they are talking about and each episode will be dedicated to one country i just did one show so far and i'm working on second episode now but uh, have do, you released it i released the first episode it's available on all the platforms at the moment okay
0: well i'll put it in the description
1: thank you and second one is coming soon but everything is so slow with me do it to covid consumption
0: covid, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> and what's your uh, handle again your Instagram
1: my Instagram handle is Cronadian. thats short for Croatian Canadian
0: God damn okay. Canadian
1: with a bite too
0: well, I'm gonna plug two because no one's gonna Cronadian <laughs> there's a seven in there for some reason uh, from my end if you're listening on Apple podcasts uh, five stars throw up a review I saw some people left some sick reviews I appreciate that big time that lets like the algorithm or whatever like, Put you in front of people. I don't know how it works, but, you know, if you want the podcast to get out there, to, uh, those reviews help. Clicking five stars would actually really helps. so i appreciate it if you would. Uh, and Spotify, click follow, tell people about the immigrant section. As always, I put the full episodes on YouTube the Wednesday after it drops on audio. So Tuesday for the audio, Wednesday for the video. Uh, you know it. Just check out the YouTube page for everything. Everything's on the YouTube page. Check it out. Click subscribe subscribe on the motherfucker. Subscribe. Subscribe. But yeah, as always, thanks so much for coming to the immigrant section. Tell your friends about it. As always, I'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.